1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic crash out of Europe after losing at home to Copenhagen Rangers will face German side Bayer Leverkusen in the next round of the Europa League And it's Scottish Cup quarter final weekend with Hibs and Inverness kicking things off tonight I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me this evening is Fraser Wishart and Hugh Kevens. You can sum up the week in verse Rangers held their nerve, Celtic lost the plot That's why one team's still in Europe and the other one is not now, what a weekend did the pair of them have at home Rangers were parked in Perth last weekend Celtic will now need to defend better To keep alive the dream of the quadruple treble When they go there on Sunday And Rangers will need to put Bayer Leverkusen onto the back burner for now Because there's only one German dimension They have to focus on this weekend And that's stopping Daniel Stendel Doing the League and Cup double over them at Tynecastle tomorrow when you're looking at it though Celtic I think the supporters And the players And the management In the cold light of day They'll be looking at it And think that's an opportunity miss Because over the two games They had the chances To win the game I know they'll be focused On the defence And the mistakes at the back But they had the chances At the other end Especially in the first half Of both games And it's a game Against a team For all Copenhagen Chased and harried And really made it difficult For Celtic They should have won that game And I think they'll be really Disappointed by by the way It's, it's all turned out Disappointed for Scottish football As well It would be great to have two teams in the last 16 But as, as Hugh says It's just Rangers Who pulled out A fantastic performance And result in Braga And it's easy for Hugh to say For the Rangers players To put Bayer Leverkusen On the back burner But we don't have to And the <laughs> Rangers fans Don't have to Because they're already Booking the flights Looking at the accommodation And um, wondering What lies in wait Certainly a difficult tie I think Fraser Is, is most people's opinion Yeah well I think Everybody was on the, the internet This afternoon Myself included Looking at the, the stats And where, where they were You know And uh, Champions League they, they played this year You know it's, it's easy to forget And they beat Atletico Madrid at home Fourth in the Bundesliga Last year Fifth at the moment Only six points behind Bayern Munich So this will be a tough Game for Rangers But uh, they've beaten Porto They've beaten Braga They've beaten other teams as well so yeah, they, they've, they've got to go and give it their best shot But it's a tough draw There were easier games out there for, for Rangers to progress But uh, the fans will love it The fans will enjoy the games And, and they'll enjoy seeing seeing the, the glamour of a Bundesliga club, club coming to Ibrox Yeah, I mean the, the, the record speaks for itself But so does Steven Gerrard's record Since becoming Rangers manager He has characterised his time in charge By doing very well in Europe When I looked at the Braga Performance overall Rangers have gone from Dead and buried To home and hosed Because they were apparently Dead and buried After an hour at Ibrox And An hour and a half later In the tie overall They are Through to The last 16 So for Steven Gerrard He will know In his deepest subconscious That Bayern Leverkusen Present A tremendous challenge But He can at least approach it Knowing that his team Excel in Europe Rangers fans What do you make Of that draw Is it doable Would you have hoped For an easier draw Were you hoping For a more glamorous draw Give us all your reactions To that On the phones 01419511025 Let's start with the action At Celtic Park Last night Though Celtic boss Neil Lennon says They only have themselves To blame It was 3-1 on the night 4-2 in aggregate And Lennon says They should have had The tie out of reach We basically Shot ourselves in the foot We were in control Of the game First half we had total control. You know, I don't remember Fraser having to do anything of note. They had a couple of corners, but we had all the 
the flow hit the post. Cross is going across the goal. Um, so at half time we were pretty pleased with the, the way the game had gone. And then um, we made made a mistake, give them oxygen and encouragement. And then we had to change the shape, you know, to try and get back into the game. We get back into the game, quite deservedly so, you know, um, for all our good players, we deserve to get back into the game. And then you just send to manage the game, you know, and we didn't manage the game. We shot ourselves in the foot for the second goal, and that was the the big moment of the tie, if you want to call it that. Bitterly disappointing to have lost, and it, just in the manner in which we lost, because we were the better team for huge parts of the game. Peter is in Paisley, kicking things off tonight. Where did it go wrong last night, Peter? Hello, Paolo. Thanks for taking my call. I'm absolutely bored coming from my ears. I've just listened to Neil Lennon and there saying that we shot ourselves in the foot. He shot himself in the foot. He played the wrong formation. I don't understand why he played the one up front when we played two up front for the last 10 games for the winter break and it's been working brilliantly. I don't understand it altogether. This is the time the games he does. He done it against Rangers twice. We were, we're lucky to win the League Cup final. And then again at Park Heath, they totally destroyed us because, yet again, these stupid, crazy formations. My answer, my question is, why did he not play with two up front? The information last night suited Copenhagen to a T. To a T. Well, uh, here comes the Neil Lennon backlash, it would appear. Uh, I think he was... Points in the game Unlucky Callum McGregor Has had a goal Wrongly disallowed In my opinion Mohamed El Yunusi Has missed an absolute sitter The goalkeeper Has made An incredible reflex save From Lee Griffiths So Celtic have had Their moments of bad luck Had those goals gone in Peter You wouldn't have been on Making this call um, He tried something different And it... I get that I'm sorry The thing is What I say I get your point there, but what 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 curious me? Why why change the formation? Why not play with the two up front? Since Lee Griffiths has come back to full fitness, he's a ten million pound striker plus when he's fit. He isn't any good on the bench when he's been on the, on the games for the last ten games and he scores how many games and how many goals? He's well, been on the last thirty minutes and the game is what nearly done, nearly done. Formation for my eyes Neil Lennon Has got a lot to answer for He can't blame the players He's got to blame the formation Well I think you do have to Blame the players Because they got the Get out of jail card uh, By his own Exceptionally high standards Odson Edward Had a quiet night uh, But The Get out of jail card Was presented to him And he accepted it On Celtic's behalf Now there were only minutes to go in the game and it should have been an onslaught by Celtic and yet within seconds they find themselves 2-1 down on the night. Unforgivable. The defence has to take a, a, a lot of the blame for what went on last night. Simonovic simply not good enough to give away the, the, the goal that he did. Um, Ayer just looked out of sorts and uh, Julian was not commanding for me. So... Yeah, Neil Lennon will perhaps one day explain why he decided to change the system But the team he put out on the park should have been good enough to win that match at Celtic Park You can probably separate it into two parts, Fraser First of all, were you surprised that Neil Lennon didn't go 3-5-2 and play Lee Griffiths up front? But then secondly, is that why they lost the game? Because ultimately, if the answer's not yes to the second one, then does it 
Does it matter as much? I think it's no and no I, I wasn't surprised that he played that, that formation It was the same formation they played over in, uh, over in Copenhagen They played the four at the back And that's the formation that he's tended to play in, in Europe I think when they're playing the 3-5-2 with lots of Forrest as a wing back It's really because he's playing on the front foot all the time and it's unfair to ask James Forrest to defend as, as a wing-back because he, he's just not got that inclination. And, and in a game where I, I just thought Celtic were a wee bit cautious and, and when it's a 1-1 away from home, you've got that away goal, sometimes just subconsciously, and perhaps even the manager's thinking as well, is don't give it away. Ayer was playing it kind of right back, but he didn't charge forward all the time. He wasn't as attacking as, as some other full-backs would be. It was almost kind of just keep solid, you know, let's try and get the goal and, and, and play play Copenhagen out, out of the game. What I would say is that at uh, 1-0 down, Neil Lennon then did change it. You know, To be fair to him, he changed it and they get back into the game. They get the goal. Griffiths had that chance that Hugh was talking about. It was a brilliant save by the goalkeeper. And you felt at that point Celtic were just going to steamroll them. And, and then there's mistakes at the other end. So for me, no, I wasn't surprised. And no, I don't particularly blame the manager. 1-1 mm-hmm. just that awkward result. You don't want to play too many players further forward and get in the counter-attack because because you're leading at that point. You're actually leading at 1-1. We have this similar debate all the time, Peter, when Celtic or Rangers lose a high-profile game or drop points. I just wonder if we do focus a wee bit too much sometimes on formations and tactics and and, and we then... Do we then... Does that give players excuses is is what I'm trying to say because ultimately, if El Yanusi just sticks the ball in the back of the net when it looked easier to do so than to miss or if Jozo Suminovic just boots the ball into Rosehead rather than try to play it back to Fraser Forster you're probably not on here worried about the formation No, I'm a wee bit because Suminovic is sometimes 9 out of 10 a liability he's had one good season when he took Kenny Miller right up the air but that's the whole point Peter If you wanted to play three at the back He definitely would have played again So I'm not sure how that But why not play St Paul? He's, he's a more dynamic player going forward Plus he defends better No he doesn't what... No he doesn't If you go back over the first game in Copenhagen Jeremy Frimpong is a, a young man Still a teenager And uh, his uh, defending qualities were called into question in Denmark So uh, And incidentally Does that... Really summarise a good season he, he put Kenny Miller up in the air I don't think so um, The one thing I would say about Celtic And I've said it before here So I'm not being smart after the event Celtic should have bought a central defender In the January window For two reasons One There's an obvious need for one And number two Ayer, Julian, Simonovic Go in unopposed There's no one to challenge them for their places and that should have been addressed in January Well it was Jozo Suminovic who made the first mistake certainly But Neil Lennon says he won't be hanging any of his players out to dry You know I'm not going to sit here and, and criticise them For mistakes that they've made tonight They deserve better tonight and they didn't get that Not Sometimes that's football, it's cruel sometimes But when you make individual errors it gives the opposition a lot of encouragement it's my job I have a duty of care to him you know he's come back from a long term injury and he's been absolutely fantastic yes he made a mistake then we recovered and you know he didn't make a mistake for the second goal um, if I need to pick him up I will you know that's my job um, he has been magnificent for me since he's come in the door he's made, he made a mistake he's held his hands up and we move on Scott and Barmullock, sum up how you were feeling at that full-time whistle last night, Scott. Gutted, to be honest. But my, before I've always kicked, I was really worried about the team. And I'll, I'll give you my reasons for it. 
He started with four players that, in my opinion, were nowhere near fit. Ellen, who she's been out since the end of November, has only played a couple of, like, hard games. Tom Rodgick, the same, has hardly kicked a ball in the last three, four months. James Forrest was a doubt before the game, and so was Scott Brown. So we started the game with four players, potentially they might not last the 90 minutes. That's where we started with. We started with a formation that we've already shoved to the side and said, look, that's maybe no for us now. We need to be a wee bit more dynamic up front. And we were doing really well with the formation. As for, as for people saying we didn't have anybody else to bring in, yes, we did. With a guy called Neil Beaton, who, in my opinion, has been sorely overlooked to play Yozo, who can't play four games together, but he goes out injured. So, Neil had plenty of opportunities. He had a fullback on the, on the bench as well. And something I'm going to say, true, I agree with you about Frimpong. I don't always agree with you. But in the first leg in, over in, over in uh, Copenhagen, he got a chasing. But, again, that was a player that was played. When did he play last? He hadn't played a game since he got the bad injury down at Kilmarnock. And yet, all of a sudden, he's back in the team. Neil continues to do this. And it's not a first. He's done it over the years. That's what worries me. He changed the one information and we lost the tie. Why? But listen, players come back after injury. That's that's what happens. Players are out injured, then they come back. I shoes I'm talking about. See, see in Scotland, you got away with it. You could play six or seven players, and the other four don't play particularly well. In Europe, you're playing better, better teams. You hope that you think they're going to be. Do you, do, you, well. do you think for one moment that Neil Lennon voluntarily sent out a side that he knew would be lacking? The legs to get the job done. Do you think he would put out four players that you mentioned that he thought would have been suspect on the night? What would you have done instead, Scott? Because if you wanted Near Beaton to play at the back and Ryan Christie and Olivier and Cham were out and you've got concerns over Brown and Rogic being played in the first place, who would you have played in midfield then if you wouldn't have played Brown and Rogic and you didn't have Cham or Christie? Okay, I'll go with what I would have always for Foster and goal. I would then have had Beaton. Julian Ayer uh-huh. As the two Hogan players I would have put Probably McGregor and Brown And took the chance of Brown Right I would have went Possibly Depending on The level of fitness That James Forrest had Do you go with Frimpong Knowing that you've got Forrest on the bench If you need to change it You then have your central Your central sort of three players You could You can have Tom Rodgick in there You can also have um, Elanoussi And you can also have Another all for the other players on the bench Then you've got obviously Edward and Wee Griff up front He didn't need to start with Yuzo He didn't need to start with the other players I just think, why did he go back to 3 5 why did they not? Why did they not leave it? Mm. Similar theme developing here, Fraser. Again, if a, if, a, if a team loses a game, the manager has to take some responsibility. That's that's been that's been the rule since since day dot. Again, though, you, you dig a bit deeper into the the ninety minutes. At half time I think everyone felt pretty comfortable Celtic were on the front foot Created a lot of chances So it's, it's I think we, Are we In this part of the world I think we're always quite keen To look for One source of blame Rather than willing to take into account That it was probably a few factors So everyone wants yeah. to seem to pin it on the formation And not take anything else into account Which might be the case But The, the formation 3-5-2 As I said before I are Tucked in a wee bit So it almost became a three Especially when Celtic had the ball Ayer would go forward from time to time I mean we're talking about very much margins I mean Scott came on there 
And his first comment was, you know, about Brown, Forrest, Ellen, you seen Rogic in the fitness. And you asked him to name his team, they were all in his team. So, and and there are no options. You know, Mikey Johnson's injured, Christie's suspended and Cham's injured, El Hamed's injured as well. So there's not a lot of options there in terms of replacing those those players. And if you get Scott Brown and James Forrest and they're 80 to 90% fit, you take a chance on them. And I did think that Scott just looked... Scott Brown's been brilliant recently, but he just looked as if he wasn't quite there. I mean, yeah. a wee muscle mm. injury, he tend to just not be quite as mobile. I thought James Forrest looked fine. I thought he looked very sharp and uh, things didn't come off for him. And But you take that chance with your captain, especially when he's been so influential in, in so many years. But also in recent times, I think, since the game at, at New Year, he's been, he's been terrific. So I, I, I think we can sometimes just clutch at straws. Celtic should have won that game They made too many defensive mistakes And at the other end They had their chances yeah. Don't forget that Let's squeeze in Robbie and Falkirk Before the travel As well Have you got a similar gripe Robbie? Uh, a wee bit yeah I'm, I, I can actually see What uh, everybody's saying I think with the, the tie And the balance At one each With Celtic at home I think he should have went With the 3-5-2 I was actually quite surprised That he didn't See if you look at teams I know they're a lot more uh, Experienced And they're in a tougher league But see Lazio And Inter Milan They play the 3-5-2 uh, They came to Parkhead And obviously You can obviously say that It wouldn't have been that good If uh, Celtic They beat them in both games And knocked them out But they play with a 3-5-2 As do Inter Milan So it's not as a, a, a lot of people speak about that formation As if it's some sort of Kind of kamikaze formation You've only got three at the back But when you actually, if you're defending and your your your, uh, your wing backs are coming back, it's actually quite a solid formation because you've actually got five at the back, and you've got your three solid, and then you're two up front. And I think some people make calls with the benefit of hindsight, and obviously there is a slight benefit of hindsight with what I'm going to say. But see at see at half time with Celtic, they only had a couple. Of, it was Edward with the header, and I think there was another one well, you know, say that hit it just uh, by the over the crossbar. But they weren't really opening up Copenhagen. I know they were in control of the game, but I think if they were playing the two up front, I think they would have created even more. I think that's a fair thing to really, really say here. If you look at Celtic in that first half, the, the, how clear-cut their chances were, they weren't that clear-cut. And oh, I yes, they were. Go, Come on, Robbie. El Yanusi has a sitter. It's there on a plate for him and you see by El Yanusi's body language he knows it's a sitter Lee Griffiths has been very unfortunate the goalkeeper has made a reflex save any other time 9 times out of 10 that's a goal Callum McGregor's goal has been disallowed wrongly in my opinion so to a certain extent Celtic were unfortunate the chances did present themselves and for one reason or another they did not go in the other point I'd raise with you this is the second time this season that Celtic have gone out of Europe because they imploded at Celtic Park. They went out of the Champions League because they imploded against Cluj at Celtic Park. Did not defend well. Now they're out of Europe altogether because Copenhagen exposed a defence that did not do its job. Robbie, very, very quickly before we let you go, how disappointed are you overall? I mean, you made it to Europe after Christmas. But I'm detecting that Celtic fans are not finding much solace in that at the moment. Well, I want to first of all say Hugh was really, really I've been able to pull Hugh up for things, but it was very, very ignorant there because I'll tell you why. I only spoke about the f- chances in the first half. Well, even to be fair, though, Robbie Elianusi's was clear cut, wasn't it? Saying, well, it was over the bar. It was outside the box, and it wasn't outside the box. No. It was about twelve yards out, Robbie. It was no, a no, really, no, really good chance. About, I was only talking about the first half chances. It wasn't the first half. The second half chances, didn't it? 
But that was in the first half Elianusis in the first half I know but Elianusis was Anyway We're going round in circles <laughs> Thank you to Robbie In Falkirk Time for the travel With Stephen Rangers fans Quite simply What do you make of the draw Bayer Leverkusen Talk to us Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans is here Fraser Wishart is alongside him We're reacting to last night's defeat for Celtic Let's turn our attentions to that draw today Did you all settle down to watch it? Um, fair play to you if you managed to stay awake By the time the formalities uh, were completed And we actually got to the draw When it did come out Rangers up against Bayer Leverkusen What do you make of it? Is it a good draw? A bad draw? Somewhere in between? Were you hoping for something easier? Why not let us know? Jim and Kilmarnock will kick things off How do you assess that as a draw, Jim? Well, I think it's a hard draw. It's probably one of the, the harder ones that we could have got um, at the port. But we'll get a lot of strong teams this year. Um, Porto and stuff like that. Um, Braga there. Um, Legia Warsaw. We'll get a lot of good teams. Probably punched above our weight where we should be beating them. So, yeah, it'll be a hard game. But um, we've got just as chances as any. It's what we've beat before. But it is a hard game. There's do, no doubt about it. Do you think that suits Rangers, Jim? Do you think because... You know, going into these games as underdog and, and the style's different. Do you think that suits Rangers, and do you think it's something that could continue to suit them against Bayer Leverkusen? Well, it suits us a lot in Europe when teams will come at us. Um, like obviously, in January and February, we've had a great month, a couple of months with teams sitting back. We struggle to break them down, but we seem to be doing a bit better in Europe. So, yeah, it might. But listen, let's not make any doubt about it. They're a good side. If we get beat for them, I don't think it's any embarrassment. But, you know, they're a good team. And they're a really good team. But if we beat them, it's a phenomenal result. Yeah, I mean, Jim says no embarrassment. I mean, how, how could it be? Rangers yeah. have become the first team ever, Hugh, to make it from the very first qualifying round of the Europa League and to go this far so we sometimes talk about our domestic cup in this way when, when you've got you know an underdog or whatever and we mention that phrase free hit yeah. has it got an element of that about it for Rangers? Domestically they're hit and miss under Steven Gerrard but his time at Ibrox has been characterised by uh, European performances that, that you didn't see coming to be perfectly honest and to be there in the last 16, in the manner in which they reached the last 16, they can play Bayer Leverkusen with the word embarrassment not attached to anything that goes on there. Uh, they'll have a very hard time. I never like it when the second tie is away. But they did it against Braga. They went two down at Ibrox. They survived. They won 3-2 in the end. And then they went away and they were even better. Uh, in fact, so much so that when I was watching the first half of that game in Portugal I thought to myself, how did Praga ever get two up at Ibrox? But there's no embarrassment Whatever happens, if Rangers do go out, there'll be no embarrassment attached to it Yeah, I mean, Fraser, when you assess by Leverkusen, they are clearly a very, very good side They're fifth in the Bundesliga at the moment But you might want to cast your eye to the points total They're only six points off yeah. top They're only six points behind in the likes of Bayern Munich um, they have some fantastic players They beat Atletico Madrid As you mentioned In the Champions League Ended up finishing third Behind them in Juve No disgrace there uh, They dropped into the Europa League And dispatched of Rangers Old rivals Porto home and away So I mean clearly a tough test Yeah but Rangers beat Porto You know they beat Feyenoord A good team as well And and, and Braga And if you As she was saying there After an hour you're, you're sitting there thinking At Ibrox this could be really bad for Rangers They were just totally and utterly out of the game And you're thinking Braga could score 3 or 4 
but well played to Rangers fair play to Rangers they, they've, they've come back and they've dragged themselves into getting a victory there and they were terrific the other night I didn't think watching the game you didn't feel at any time that Rangers were in any real danger you know Bragg had three spells of pressure they hit the post with that header the guy should have actually scored but Al McGregor didn't have a lot of, of big saves to make whereas Rangers had chance after chance in the first half so they pulled that performance out of nowhere given their recent domestic form They've just got to go and give it a go. You know, it will be difficult. Of course, it will be. But it's the last sixteen of the the Europa League. There's not too many easy games at that stage. And uh, she says, I think it's maybe not ideal that they've got the first leg at home. But if they can go there and take a lead, sometimes Rangers look in away games in Europe in the last couple of seasons. They look quite dangerous on the counter attack. As a caller was saying there, when teams come onto them with the pace of of of, of uh, Morelos and when he's playing or Defoe or, or Kent so so who knows but it's it's a big occasion and Rangers fans haven't had too many of those in recent years Were you over in Braga Jim? Yeah we were uh, it was, it was uh, the second time I've been away in the European uh, games I was over at Walsall game but uh, it was it was amazing it was brilliant it was, it was some atmosphere and stuff but it's hard going <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah it was it was really good I enjoyed it but the, the team done really really well that that, that, that Braga team we beat, that's the first we're the first team that's beat them for their new managers come in that's really really good teams we're, we're, we're putting we're putting out whereas their Celtic lost, lost to Cluj as well uh, and they lost to a very average Copenhagen team last night you know they're losing to a lot lesser teams than us um, I heard you saying earlier on you but yeah but, but if he done this and he done that and he, they never they never done that they were outplayed last night and they've been put out of Europe for a very bang average team by defensive errors that's what's cost them. And the, the manager's tactics as yeah, well. Yeah, as I say, uh, Celtic. You only say those things to in response to the accusations that it was all down to the formation. You're yeah. not saying it as in Celtic have been robbed and no, let's no, all no. feel sorry for Celtic. Celtic, Celtic, Celtic blew it big time. Uh, they had to get out of jail cards, as I say, with uh, less than 10 minutes to go. Edward has put the penalty away beautifully. And you think to yourself, here comes the grandstand finish. And either Edward or Lee Griffiths will score the winner. And in the, the blink of an eye, Copenhagen are up the other end and the tie's done. So you had to get out of deal card and then you re-offended, defensively speaking. But there's no need for Ranger supporters to... And what about Celtic? They should be proud of their own team, the progress that they have made. As you said, Gordon, the, the, the first team to have gone from the very first qualifier to the last 16. So... They have to enjoy it What will be Will be against Bayer Leverkusen I would say that Rangers Start very firmly As the underdogs uh, But under Steven Gerrard They have done very well In Europe Well he does believe They will be taking on One of the favourites To go on and win the thing When they face Bayer Leverkusen He actually played there On the way to the Champions League final With Liverpool Back in 2005 He says he's expecting A great atmosphere The atmosphere is electric there uh, It's not a huge stadium if I guess, I think it might be around 30, but it's real close to the pitch and uh, the gym fans all the way around the stadium, they make it nice and nice and fast. It'll be a good challenge for the players. Um, but um, I think they're one of the favourites. I think the way they've just gone and dealt with Porto, I think they deserve to be one of the favourites. I think German football, ever since I've made my debut, my experiences of playing against German players and German teams, always tough, big, strong athletes who are professional, tactically astute. So, um, you know, it's exciting, but it's very, very going to be very, very tough. Alan and Croftfoot, what do you think of Bayer Leverkusen? How does that compare to the type of draw that you were hoping for? Oh, Gordon, honestly, uh, it could have been a wee bit more simpler, but difficult as it is, we'll give it our best shot. Yeah, I mean, you must take confidence, Alan, particularly from 
Well a couple of things The fact that I think Stephen Gerrard's still unbeaten at home In Europe and Ibrox uh, And then you look at some of the venues you've gone to Alan To be you know Braga, Porto, Feyenoord, Villarreal last season So even those away trips that have looked difficult in the past Rangers seem to find a way of getting through them Do they not? Gordon, German football is so strong just now That's though. true Really and truly I mean Bayern Munich went to Chelsea during the week And gave them a right cuffing you know what I mean? So German football is probably one of the top in Europe at present, I reckon. Yeah, that was the thing that jumped out, Fraser, when I was sort of you know c- comparing Bayer Leverkusen. You look at all the the hype surrounding Bayern Munich the other night, all the hype surrounding Borussia Dortmund and the yeah. talented youngsters that they've got. The fact that Leverkusen are tucked in just behind probably tells its own story. They've got one of the the golden boys of German football, if you like, in, in Kai Havertz, 20-year-old midfielder. Talk of £100 million moves. He's got seven <laughs> caps for Germany already. So I don't think anyone's anyone's trying to make out that it's, it's going to be anything other than difficult. No, including the manager. But I think he's quite right to, to talk it up and talk about what a brilliant occasion will be for, for Rangers to go across there and play in, in, in that stadium. And uh, to be playing European football in, in March is, is just fantastic for Rangers as a club It'll bring in extra revenue If they can win games The old coefficient might even go up a wee bit more as well So it's a kind of win-win situation I think Rangers have done remarkably well to get this far When you think of the number of games that they have they have played But looking at, uh, as, as I think we all did Looking online to look at the squad by Leib Because nobody really stands out You know, Usually there's, there's two or three recognisable names But they've got these youngsters And uh, one or two Lars Bender was one Kevin Vaughan, but he's injured for the rest of the season are probably the only two names I actually recognise So sometimes they're dangerous Because there'll be a, a Brazilian or Argentinian Or somebody there who's come in Who'll be a right good player who yeah. we don't recognise But it's, it's, listen, it's, we should be talking it up It's a great occasion It's a big game for, for us in, in Scotland The great fascination is Sandwiched in between the Ibrooks and the Leverkusen <laughs> It's a small matter of Rangers versus Celtic at Ibrooks In between so Incredible stuff coming up Yeah, What a few days that's going to be What else is on your mind tonight Alan? Tell you what, I'll tell you the reason I phoned in. I felt that Celtic thought they were already through. TV pundits, radio pundits, including Radio Clyde, newspaper reporters had them already through by saying, "Oh, who they would like to, who they fancied meeting in the next round." God, even Andy Walker at half time on Sky TV says, "Wouldn't it be great if it was Celtic and Rangers in the next round?" And they weren't even through. Celtic haven't won. Through a qualifying game in the last 16 years A knockout tie A knockout yeah. tie Yeah, you're right Yeah, yeah. Well, you know is it, is it a crime, Alan For a pundit to say I think Celtic will go through Is that a crime, really? No, not at all, Hugh But I think 90% of the people Thought they only had to turn up last night But that, that, that doesn't matter I mean, As that, long as the players don't think that, that That's what basically, pundits that's the, uh, that's what punditry is all about Before the game starts You offer your opinion Because that's what you're paid to do And then when the opinion turns out to be wrong You get the chance to come on here Knowing how the big picture ended And you get to tell the pundits How stupid they are I mean, That's the way it works Fraser, I never really give mine I just like to sit back and let you But I don't mind on this occasion Holding my hands up And at half time I thought Celtic were going through I, I thought they looked comfortable I thought they were going to go through that's, that's just football It'd be a dull old world Alan If none of us gave our opinion yeah. And had a bit of fun and, and, and speculated I don't know if you're sitting down the pub With your pals And with someone says to you hey, How do you think the game will go on Sunday Oh I can't talk about that Until after the game's finished We all do it And we all get it wrong sometime And I certainly I, thought I think what Alan from, last, from the game The first game At the end of it I thought Celtic would definitely Get through here 
I'll repeat again They should have On a serious note though I think maybe what Alan is getting at Hugh is the fact that You know this idea of You know you only had to turn up And win For fans or pundits Or anyone else It's irrelevant Was there any complacency Amongst the Celtic players? No they're just a rank Bad night uh, Odson Edward Has been poetry in motion For the vast majority of this season It's a bad night um, All over the park People had a bad night Even Fraser Forster For Celtic The man who has won a cup This season Who kept them in the tie In Denmark With that penalty save Even Fraser Forster Looked a bag of nerves So They had a ranked bad night they got what they deserved because they did not defend and at 1-1 after Edward's penalty it was theirs for the taking and they blew it. Alan and Crawford, we thank you very much for the call. This is the perfect time for you to get in touch because we're going to get some travel with Stephen and then we could be speaking to you next. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. The league leader for compensation. Talk to thompsons.com. Duke Evans and Fraser Wishart here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Europa League very much in the focus and there's no hanging about tonight let's go straight back on the lines to Thomas in Canvas Lang hi Thomas hi guys good evening thanks for taking the call not a problem um, I'm just actually phoning up because I think there's a bit of a, a backlash here for Celtic fans uncalled for if we look at the, the start of the season um, if every Celtic fan really looks at this the ultimate goal for Celtic is nine zero. They can't kid themselves with that because European football for years and years eluded Celtic after Christmas. I know it's a different generation now in the money in the game, but to be honest, I would happily sacrifice this season for nine and then worry about it next season because at the end of the day, this is a history making season that we've got here. We've already had our shot at glory in the Champions League. We've managed to get through the group stages. We've played brilliant football against the likes of Lazio. Um, we defeated Cluj second time run. Last night, I honestly walked out of that game. All right, I was gutted when they scored the second, but I'm thinking to myself, well, there's less games. We've got a big game coming up against Rangers. We're going to have a chance to rest players, get players back. Rangers are going to be playing more in Europe, so more chance of injury, fatigue, that kind of thing. People get on about Neil Lennon's tactics and things like that last night. It's Lennon's played like that in Rome, and we get a result in Rome, just because it doesn't go for us in one match. But to be honest, see if we had got drawn against the likes of Ajax last night or whoever, we wouldn't have expected to go any further. And any Celtic fan that I spoke to last night was actually saying, well... Not really that first Is that not part of the problem though Thomas Because you're right to offer some perspective It's clearly not the end of the world Celtic got to Europe after Christmas They're still in a good position domestically But you've just said you know If we had drawn Ajax You didn't You drew Copenhagen You got a good look at them for 180 minutes And you should have beat them Surely that leaves a sour taste in the mouth Of course it does But I tell you something That won't leave a sour taste in the mouth See if you look at the competitions That Celtic are still involved with they're still en route for a quadruple treble. I actually, I, I agree with you, Thomas. I think your basic pre- premise is spot on. In that, Celtic fans at the start of this season had no interest in Europe. It was all about winning the domestic league. If they got quite far on in Europe, fair enough. But it was of no importance. The only thing that was important was nine in a row, and 
I honestly believe that if you had said to a Rangers fan, um, you'll get as far as Bayer Leverkusen, but you, you'll lose to them because you'll still want to chase nine in a row, eh, stop nine in a row. Uh, they would have said, yeah, Europe's unimportant. It's stopping nine in a row that's important. I honestly believe that Thomas's basic premise is correct. Where I would have to invite Thomas to have a closer analytical look at this, if Celtic defend the way they did last night, when they go to Perth on Sunday, the quadruple treble will be in trouble. Because but only a week ago, St Johnston took care of Goldson and Katic. And you have to be careful, Thomas, that St Johnston don't take care of Simonovic, Ayer and Julian. Totally understand what you're saying to you. Right, what I would say there though, 29th of December, Celtic Park, Rangers turned up and turned us over. Now, no denying that, they turned us over. Right, after that lesson, Celtic have been a different animal domestically. Now, you have been going on about defensive mistakes. Quite rightly, everybody's got them in them. You're right, you said that a couple of weeks ago. It just depends on when they make them. Now, there's defensive mistakes last week in um, Copenhagen from Ayer. You get away with it. There was defensive mistakes last night from Simonovic. But I'm, I'm happy that these mistakes happen in Europe rather than domestically. Because if it happens domestically, then we could derail a whole campaign. You're going to Livingston on Wednesday. I don't need to remind you what happened the last time you were in Livingston. Julian fell apart. The whole defence fell apart. Uh, I do accept that Ryan Christie um, made the mistake of getting himself sent off. However, at Livingston, Celtic fell apart and lost 2-0. And you're going there on Wednesday. I'm just bringing you back to the point that, yeah, I understand your basic premise that the, the most important thing to you and 99.9% of the Celtic support is nine in a row and the quadruple treble. I'm just inviting you to reflect on last night's performance and think about what that might be like if it's repeated in Perth well, and in Livingston. Hugh, can I ask you, see the last time that we played against Livingston, it was Julian's first time up against their striker, unknown to him, right? And he played the guy off the park, right? What happened in the return leg at Celtic Park was a different story. Right, Julian played them really, really well. Now, these mistakes, if you if you make the mistakes again and again, then I take your point. Right. However, I do believe that Neil Lennon this season has proved to be such a good manager in seeing mistakes and helping his players rectify this. I don't think you'll see, and I'm touching wood here, right? Touching wood. I don't think you'll see the kind of mistakes that happened last night. The next time Simonovic is in that situation, that boy's going in the back of the sand. He's not doing that again. Right? Ayer, he'll realise that at the end of the day, his first priority is defending. Defend and then regroup. Put the ball out. I've played in defence at amateur level. First thing you learn, right? And Fraser will tell you, if in doubt, put it out and regroup. <laughs> I never kicked it out. Um, He's cultured. Cultured, cultured, cultured defender. Thomas, we're going to have to leave it there, but thank you very much for your call. Hopefully we'll speak to you soon. I just want to squeeze in George and Bathgate before the news. A Rangers fan, George, Bayer Leverkusen, what do you make of it? Another massive, uh, another massive draw for, 
for the team. But can I just say it's easy for football fans to come on and have a go at their team when they're not doing so well and, and maybe had a bad game, Gordon. But uh, what Rangers done the other night there for the good dude and 2 nothing in the tie and to score the next four goals against a really, really top uh, team who's playing really well and now is absolutely brilliant. So fair play to the, the team and Stephen Gerrard. Uh, me personally, I've, I've no... Um, I'm not, I'm not being one that's had any advances about them because I think we're, we're going in the right direction. But fans have uh, are quite easy to remember, uh, quite quick to uh, go on their bash and things like that. So now on to the next one, a big massive result, uh, chance for us to go to Germany. Now. And if we had been beat 2 0 in that last uh, round, I would have accepted it because they're, they're a good team. But for us to go and do that, we can do that against anybody who. Gordon, I really honestly believe we can go to Germany and still go in the next round of the tie, and it's massive for Scottish uh, for Scottish football. Can I make another wee quick point as well, Gordon? Go on, quick. Uh, it's just a, just a shoes opinion last night in the Channel Four program. It was on just if, if you can give me what impact has got to have in Scottish football uh, about what happened at Celtic Boys Club. It will have no impact on Scottish football. It would be a matter for Celtic to address and uh, to. Uh, assess where they go from here with this particular issue It will have no impact on Scottish football per se I did say we were tight for time for the news Everyone always accuses me of you I'm just <laughs> cutting people off George is still there if you want to come back in George But I do need to go to the news you want to make it quick No I just I just think it's, uh, it's got to be a massive impact for Celtic Football Club And I think uh, rightly so It doesn't matter what walk your life is rightly so But you said uh, Scottish football You said Scottish football And I, I have taken it back to say it is Celtic's matter to deal with, but impact on Scottish football zero. Well, time will tell. Watch well, what, what, what impact will it have on Scottish football? Watch this space. I think is an appropriate phrase. Thank you to George in Bathgate. Now we are really late for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. TheScottishSun.co.uk/slash/football. It is beat the pundit time. It's the final chance of the week for you to come on, get more questions right than Fraser or Hugh. And walk away with that signed ball If you fancy it tonight 01419511025 And you have to call us Before the news at 7 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The form team for compensation For more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Fraser Wishart and Hugh Evans Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard A busy old Friday As you can imagine Been looking back On Celtic's failure To get through to the next round Of the Europa League And of course that draw for Rangers fans How excited must you be The prospect of facing Bayer Leverkusen In the next round Could you go even further Keep the calls coming in And in case you hadn't noticed Big Scottish Cup games This weekend mm-hmm. As well Rangers at Tynecastle The venue they've struggled at So much this season What will that look like Tomorrow We'll get to that after this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football It is beat the pundit time It's your chance To take on Hugh Keevans Or Fraser Wishart Get more questions right than them Put them in their place And win the signed ball as well As the bragging rights Tonight's contestant is Martin from Motherwell How are you tonight Martin? I'm good, how's yourself? Not too bad Now, as a Celtic fan, Martin I can see the thought process here You're feeling a bit down about last night But come on here, win the sign ball That'll cheer you up (laughs) 
Aye, hopefully. Is that fair? Right. I'm going to be honest here again. I've I've left my coin next door here. You know, I've got my special commemorative yeah. coin yeah. that gentleman so kindly sent in. So I borrowed one off Wait, Fraser. I've got a half crown here. Now, <laughs> on the odd occasion, I have to borrow one off one of the pundits. It's always a ten pence, a five pence, a two pence. I borrowed one off Fraser Worship tonight. One of your finest pound coins. Ah, what can I say? You can't hate class, honestly. Yeah, Heads, it's Hugh Keevans. <laughs> Tails it is Fraser Worship. And it is, you'll get your coin back Imagine. And you get to play against Martin On Beat the Pundit So I'm going to give Fraser some Clyde 2 To listen to Martin Just so that we block out your answers You've got 30 seconds Head to head with Fraser You can pass So if you don't know it Pass it quickly And just move on to the next one, okay? Right, Jeff. Good man, your time starts now Who won the Scottish Cup more recently? Hibs or Inverness? Hibs What year of the 90s did Rangers last face by a Leverkusen? 1980s what was the final aggregate score between Celtic and Copenhagen? 4-1 Copenhagen Which club has won the third most Scottish Cups? Perhaps Which MLS side did Chris Cadden join last year? New York side Where did Rangers sign George Edmondson from? Uh, pass What is the traditional name of Annan's home ground? No. Pass Okay, let's bring Fraser back. Fraser, can you hear us? I can. I was enjoying Teenage Rampage. Don't know who sang that, was it? Sweet. Sweet, was it? Sweet, yeah. was it? Goodness. Great knowledge, Mr. Keevans. I, I, like I met them once. Brian Conley, the late Brian Conley, was the singer. That's who it was. Blockbuster was, and all that. Tiger's stuff. brother, wasn't he? Martin Is there any subject you don't have a story about? Uh, and don't get me wrong, I love it. It's not a criticism. I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> you never fail to amaze it me. It was a Friday night. <laughs> and now you spend your Fridays with us Yeah You've gone down in the world <laughs> um, Right Fraser Same set of questions to you Your time starts Now Who won the Scottish Cup more recently Hibs or Inverness? Hibs What year of the 90s Did Rangers last face Bayer Leverkusen? 97 What was the final aggregate score Between Celtic and Copenhagen? It was uh, 4-2 Which club has won The third most Scottish Cups? Aberdeen which MLS side did Chris Cadden join last year? Columbus Crew Where did Rangers sign George Edmondson from? Oldham What is the traditional name of Annan's home ground? Uh, Gallabank What is the nickname of Stirling Albion? The Beanos Martin, what do you think? I've been done there You've been done I, I liked your style He was quite quick He was trying to get through them But of course you need, you need to get I, them I, right Martin Go through Copenhagen man I know I've pumped that one <laughs> you've, done your te- you've done your own team a disservice You've chopped off one of their goals Let's find out Who won the Scottish Cup more recently Hibs or Inverness It was Hibs by a year yeah. yeah, 2016, yeah. Inverness 2015 In what year of the 90s did Rangers last face by a Leverkusen I'm looking for your honesty here Martin What did you say? I couldn't quite make it out 97 Ah, you were wrong anyway That's fine Even the second attempt It was 9-8 to eight. Uh, What was the final aggregate score Between Celtic and Copenhagen I know it was bad Martin But it wasn't quite uh, as bad You've forgotten one of Odds and Edward's goals It was 4-2 So Fraser goes 2 in front Which club has won The third most Scottish Cups Hugh? Is it Queen's Park? Yeah, it is Queen's Park yeah. yeah So still 2-1 It's tight at this point Martin But this is where Fraser always On the home straight MLS side That Chris Cadden joined Was Columbus Crew he got that right He got George Edmondson Signed from Oldham He got Gala Bank For Annan's home ground And he got the The Binos The Binos What's the, Binos. the What's the Binos, Binos. pronunciation Binos, There we go yeah, uh, Well you got it right anyway So it was a uh, Six for Fraser And only a one for you Martin I, I, I thought we could cheer you up After last night But I'm afraid Your misery continues 
Aye, aye. <laughs> well done, man. Apologies. He sounds despondent. <laughs> Poor Martin. And I was going to drop the ball off a Motherwell native as well, Martin. But you'll have to wait until another time. That was Martin. Your chance to beat the pundit will be back on next week's show, Monday at seven o'clock. Hugh, the Scottish Cup does kick off tonight, yep. as we mentioned on Beat the Pundit Hibs against Inverness. Well, you know, in a week when uh, the new Hibs owner has been talking about. Boosting the budget for Jack Ross About where he sees the club And their standing within Scottish football uh, it, it wouldn't be a great time to go and get put out of the cup At Easter Road uh, I honestly think that Hibs uh, are a treat to watch at times And I do think that they'll beat Inverness tonight Yeah, team lineup for Hibs Marciano and goal The back four of McGinn Jackson Han Nah they've not lined it up In that order I don't think Yeah I think it is actually McGinn Jackson and Hanlon Yeah Boyle Whitaker, Doherty Stevenson Allen Doidge and McNulty Up front So the goal scorers up there uh, Greg Doherty's been in great form On the bench Bogdan McGregor Holberg Slivka Omionga Horgan And Gullen um, I think you'll be interested To note as well Hugh Keevans That uh, James Keating's Got the decision He deserved yeah. Yesterday uh, You know the only important thing was We got to the right place in the end uh, It will cause all manner of ructions behind the scenes And uh, uh, you know the Clubs in general are unhappy with the uh, Disciplinary process that they feel is unfit for purpose uh, The Keatings affair Will bring all that to a head It's for the SFA to sort out For the start of next season Well he plays tonight Mark Ridgers in goals Sean Rooney Brad Mackay Kevin McCarty Carol Tremarco at the back Charlie Trafford David Carson Tom Walsh Aaron Doran in midfield James Keating's supporting Jordan White Up front for Inverness Cammy Mackay Miles Storey Nikolai Todorov Cammy Harper Roddy McGregor Fraser Russell On the bench Are we getting a shock there Fraser? No but my old pal John Robertson Who I'd played with the Hearts for a couple of seasons He would love to do it He was the hammer of, of Hibs for many many years When he scored a barrel load against them But uh, as good a team as they are And they're a nice footballing team And they've got some good players in there Tom Walsh and Dorans in the wider areas Keating's himself uh, He's the only man who's guaranteed to play in the, <laughs> the next year. I don't think John would drop him after all of that But uh, no I think Hibs will have, have too much I like the way Hibs are playing Good team Right let's check in with Brian in Moody's Burn How are you feeling tonight Brian? Celtic fan, where's the disappointment level after last night? Um, I guess how you doing? Good show yeah. as usual. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Um, driving home last night um, in the car with my daughter, and um, obviously very disappointed in the, in the result. Probably not in the manner in which we played, probably in the manner in how we get beat. I think obviously when you support Celtic, the expectation is that you win every game, no matter who you play, um, and that's reality. I think obviously the other part of reality is that that's not always the case. Um, the biggest thing for me last night driving home was that the league didn't, the, the, the season didn't finish last night. Although very disappointing, we've got an awful lot more football to play for. And I think if you were any other club, any other supporter in Scotland at this moment in time, um, you'd be thinking, well, whose shoes would I rather be in? And I know who, who I am, obviously, Tony vote for in terms of Celtic opportunities in the quadruple treble um, break more records than ever before um, and I think that we've just got to get over it and go on with it because uh, I think the other thing for me was I was probably questioning what Neil was doing in terms of his lineup. but I remember you might not want to say his name Brendan Rogers saying before 
sometimes it's not about the team you start with, it's the team you finish with. And I thought Neil had that in mind. The plan just to be play out and uh, and the remainder of the main part of the game for him to execute that properly, I think. So I think uh, Frimpong and um, Griffiths would probably come on to seal the deal rather than to um, make up for the, the different performance, I thought. I'm just thinking I'm hoping you can explain Something to me Brian Because you'll understand This rivalry This Celtic Rangers rivalry Way better than I do Some of the disappointment We're seeing Is that the way This city works Is it made worse for Celtic Because Rangers progressed I think it is I mean if I, I, I walked into work This morning And the first thing That's on my mind Like in the car Is I'm going to get it tight But that's It's all banner It's, it's a bit of fun And the wee guy Gives me it tight And I give him it tight I think the thing is that as a Celtic or a Rangers supporter, you're expected to win, no matter who you play, and it's not going to be the case. Again. And I'm not on here saying, well, because Rangers have won, I'm more disappointed. Well, I am saying that, but <laughs> <laughs> when you take a step back and you think about it, I'm also saying, but do you know what? I'd rather be where I am just now rather than again, somebody else. Again, Brian, your basic pro- premise, like the earlier caller, is absolutely correct. Who would you rather be, the team that's won the last 10 domestic trophies? Or all the rest who have not won anything for three years However, the point I'm going to make to you again St Johnston away To protect an unbelievable run of matches without defeat in cup competition Celtic will need to defend better than they did against Copenhagen That was a shambles And when they go to Livingston on Tuesday night AstroTurf And also against a team who have beaten Celtic on that AstroTurf this season and who will be at the back of Christopher Julien's mind in particular, you have to take into account that the next two games for Celtic, after a wonderful start to 2020, you cannot make assumptions. Otherwise, complacency will catch you out. Celtic will need to defend well at Perth or they might not be in this cup any longer and they'll need to defend well and perform well at Livingston, or they'll drop some league points as well. So, so I get that, Hugh, but I think you've also got to think as well is we've actually defended better in more games than we've not. So if you think about in the season so far, I think, in my mind, there's maybe four or five games this season I would say that the defence probably were culpable. The, two, the, the Clues game, the game last night, the game against Rangers... The game against um, Livingston, and I think there was there's maybe the game against Hibs at Easter Road, um, probably was the games that might have been a bit culpable. But for me, looking at it from a positive point of view, we've defended better in more games than we haven't. I accept so I'm that. More, I'm more positive about us going there. And I think, just to cap off as well, I think the biggest person I was disappointed for was Neil Lennon, because he's, he's obviously wanting to set a new standard a new president especially in Europe because Brendan Rodgers didn't particularly do well in Europe Neil has brought a different style of play and last night I felt the reason why we became a bit culpable at the back is we almost went back to type again and tried to play out whereas I would have rather we played the game in their half and yeah. if that meant a wee bit more direct that would have, might have been a better idea and that's where the, that's where their second goal came from trying to play a, 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 a what they maybe thought was a clever pass and didn't work. Just on on that though, Fraser, if um, 
Neil Lennon doesn't want to But I think a lot of people Were particularly critical of Jozo Simunovic yeah. Last night Christopher Iyer Didn't cover himself in glory either But at the same time We're getting calls from Celtic fans To persevere with 3-5-2 Why wasn't it 3-5-2 We like 3-5 Well if that's the case Those guys are going to have to play Because there, there aren't any others And you're having to pick one extra yeah. Centre back Celtic, as well Celtic lost the last two goals Playing 3-5-2 And if you look at the second goal It comes from 3-5-2 Because your full backs advance And what happens is The ball's given away in midfield And it's never as simple as just one mistake The ball's given away in midfield They break Greg Taylor's made the run forward because he's, he's presuming that his teammate's going to keep the ball. And that's where the goal comes from. The gap is there. And I'm not blaming Greg Taylor because he was taking up the right position. So, you know, Celtic supporters wanted the 3 5 2. And somebody pointed out earlier about they, they went to, to, to play Lazio and won with this formation as well. And I've played this formation most, most of the European ties, if, if not. I think it's just picking at things, you know. And, and, and Brian's, Brian's right. Hugh's right. The basic premise Celtic are in a fantastic position. Every supporter would want to be there. And, uh, and I think they'll go on and win the, the, the league. But. That doesn't mean it's not exclusive. It doesn't mean it's still not sore. And I know that supporters, when they lose a game like last night, they've got to find a reason to put it to one side and say that doesn't really matter. I think most Celtic supporters watching a game last night would be really yeah. disappointed that would be sore this morning. Let's get the opinion of Archie, who is a Rangers fan from Ibrooks. Hi, Archie. How you doing, all right? I'm good, Archie. What's on your mind? I well, a couple of things. Um, I'm going to give you a bit of gloat tonight. Um, just <laughs> quite right. That's the way it works. Uh, of course, hundred um, percent. You know, um, give you a bit of gloat for. Um, I mean, I've moaned about my team for for the last couple of times I've been on, you know, criticised them quite rightly for the last couple of months. But um, the first team in 18 years, nearly um, two decades, to one home and away in a knockout round. Um, and I think probably about nine or ten of the years we're only in Europe because of where we are. So I want to um, just put that forward first of all. Yeah, uh, Fraser, it was an, an incredible achievement. You can, you can almost... Spin it in so many different ways as well Doing it alone is, is fine Even just getting through by any manner of means Would have been impressive To win home and away Even more impressive As Archie says The length of time it's been since someone did that The first team to come from the first qualifying round There are so many ways In which this was a, a really top achievement from Rangers Yeah and given the way their, their domestic forms Being people be scratching their heads Saying why can they not play that way And as I said earlier Watching the game he didn't really feel as if Rangers were ever in any bother. Did it without their best striker as well. And, and they were two goals down after an hour at, at Ibrox and lucky to be only two goals. And, you, and you're actually thinking at that point, Rangers got to be careful. This could be a real heavy defeat, but somehow dragged their way back into the game to get that to, to get that lead. So all the plaudits have, have, have got to be there. Via Leverkusen's a bonus. Last 16's a bonus. It's a big game. They've got to get back to the bread and butter. Hughes talking there about uh, about Celtic if they don't perform against against St. Johnson and then next midweek as well. The same's for Rangers, you know, the, the league, I think, they'll think they'll, they'll, they'll catch Celtic, but they can't afford to drop any points if they even to have the most outsider chance. So therefore, the cup could be the best avenue, it is the best avenue for Rangers to stop Celtic winning the quadruple treble. And they'll have a tough one on a Saturday evening and under the lights and a heavy pitch at Tynecastle, who've turned them over recently as well. They're going to have to be up for it physically because hearts will get stuck in about them. We know the way they'll do, they'll chase and harry, so... Put that to bed the other night Fantastic result as Archie says And the players deserve all the praise But they've got to get on the, the working boots again and, uh, Tomorrow night And, and, and get, to, get into this Hearts team as well It'll be a tough one You want to come back in Archie? I, I mean I just think we, we go to Europe You know we seem to tap in a different dimension Of ourselves You know as a team collectively um, And I'm laughing as well Listening to Celtic fans um, With that, that bit of heart coming on And wanting to blame Neil Lennon for one game And you know I, I was actually going to talk about self-defence I mean, I think for weeks and weeks, I listen to Celtic games on the radio, you know, against Ross County, Hearts and Kilmarnock, and I think, um, I think they're really, really lucky that there are no top strikers in, in, in the Scottish Premiership. You know, I know they win 3-4 and 3-1 and 4 nothing, but before they actually score 3-4 goals, 
the amount of chances that Ross County, Hearts and Command have missed um, actually sort of hides the fact of how bad the Celtic defence are and how many mistakes they make. I think, I think it also, also, Archie, I think to pay tribute to those who play middle to front for Celtic. They compensate. That's what I was saying there. They compensate for the dodgy defence. And, uh, you know, I, I do think that it's not just a one off. Ayer thinks he's Franz Beckenbauer. Uh, Julian thinks he's Virgil van Dijk. Uh, Simonovic, uh, you know. I still it, think I'm George Clay. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Give us a wee bit uh, of break. I, I, I do think that they all have a mistake in them. And. It would be wrong to think that last night was a one-off. You know, as I say, they're, they're going to Livingston on, uh, on Wednesday where they have previously imploded. They've got St Johnston where they played among their best football of the season earlier on when they won in the league there. Had it all wrapped up in half an hour. But they have to be aware that at the back, they are vulnerable. And those vulnerable moments are compensated for by those who play middle to front and also as Archie says if we had a higher calibre of striker then Celtic might have found themselves in, in bother more often than they have done is, is it a difficult one because Archie's obviously right to an extent Fraser there have been moments Hugh has been flagging them up to us all season um, but it's not like they've never faced good strikers because that's doing Rangers a disservice and also maybe some of the other teams yeah. that I mean, did, correct me if I'm wrong When Celtic beat Lazio in Rome Chiro Immobile played for Lazio he, yeah, he's, just got the, he's just got the 33 goals This season <laughs> You know, he, he ain't bad So, yeah, I think most Celtic fans would agree there are, there are definitely mistakes there But that's not to say that these guys Aren't also capable at times Of, of putting in impressive yeah, defensive performances Yeah, and it's unfair on, on those players as well I mean, I felt for Simunovic last night You know, as, as an ex-player, an ex-defender that was one of these mistakes where it was just down to you and the whole focus was on him and, he, and then he was shaky for another, another 10 minutes and uh, and he, he's not really got himself into to, to peak fitness. So as a former player, I really felt for him but you know he, he can't hide from it. He's going to come back on Sunday and, and play it. And if, if, if Celtic had gone through last night, we wouldn't be having a, t- a conversation about the dodgy defence you know, and, and no, no strikers. Uh, and I think it's unfair on the Celtic defenders to say that they, they don't dominate in, in, in Scottish football. And, but tomorrow, sorry, Sunday... They'll get a wee test on a, on, a, on a pitch that wasn't great last week. And I know that, uh, from speaking to, to my colleague at PFA, Liam Craig, you know, he's seen Callum Henry's doing really well. Big, strong, busting striker. They'll go back to front and they'll try and put the pressure on those defenders. So it's up to the Celtic mm-hmm. defenders. They've got to be at it on Sunday. You're getting the final word on this, Archie. I, I, I mean, it's just really, really nice to actually progress um, in something, um, you know, beyond Celtic when it comes to League Cup, Scottish Cup, the league, to actually progress yeah, I mean, as I said, I've been on morning a couple of times, but it's really, really nice and refreshing to actually see that step forward and realise I was so happy. No, because, I mean, I love the coefficient thing. I like Celtic to get so far. But fundamentally, um, it's really, really nice when you've been suffering for like eight, nine years for Rangers to progress beyond Celtic and something. That's a massive, massive leap, you know, and in the bigger picture and yeah. I'm just really really happy that's a fair point Hugh it's, yeah. it's obviously and I can hear the, the instant response is you know it's it's not a trophy but it's actually you know you're, you're talking about progress taking one step at a time there was a time when Rangers couldn't even beat Celtic now they've done that and they're trying to get closer and now as Archie says progress getting getting further in Celtic than something is it's a step I'll leave it up to everyone else out there to decide how big a step Rangers and their supporters have had 10 Testing years Their own fault 
I mean they ran their business into the ground And we know what followed But they were 10 testing years Where they've gone everywhere in the lower regions And to have that moment Is for the guys that were at Alloa that night When Rangers were 2 up and lost 3 to. Archie you enjoy your weekend That was Archie in Ibrox We are going to get a full time teaser For Fraser and Hugh And it's coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation Is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com It is that time of the night When you send in the questions to us And we put them to the pundits On the full time teaser And see what they can come up with In the final 30 minutes or so Of the show Mikey is responsible for tonight's question So if you like it Thank Mikey If you hate it Blame Mikey If there are any mistakes in it Pass them on to Mikey He says Since Rangers today And you could kind of see this one coming uh, They drew Bayer Leverkusen In the last 16 of the Europa League Now Can you name Rangers starting 11 The last time They played Bayer Leverkusen It was I'll give you the date If that uh-huh. helps 1998 5th of November You'll not forget that in a hurry So the Thursday The 5th of November 1998 Rangers Bayer Leverkusen At Ibrox Name the team Go Adi Gorm No Stephen Kloss No Good oh. start <laughs> I, uh, I played for Rangers Just a few years before that Goodness Who would be the goalie Was that, was that Advocates Rain? Charbonnier Yes Well done Hugh Keevans Not pronounced in your usual Oh, Charbonnier That's better, thank you I know you like to really go Le- for it Lionel Charbonnier With the French pronunciations uh, I'll just go for Charbonnier I'll keep it safe So you've got the goalie You're building from the back Porini Porini right back Porini right back, yes Goff, no Left back, Vanoli No eh, Stalis Stenback No yeah. Yeah. Let's go random um, Ali McCoist No 97's when that team broke up It's Walter Smith left Of course yeah, yeah, yeah And all these guys Colin Henry Yes Colin Henry well done Speaking to Big Colin the other day I'll take one more guess And then we'll move on Barry, Barry Ferguson Yeah well done Okay so we're looking for The Rangers team The last time they played By Leverkusen It was 5th of November 98 at Ibrox Charbonnier was in goal Perini Henry at the back Ferguson in midfield But who else You can tell us At Clyde SSB On Twitter um, right, let's take another call from Davy and Wisher. Hi, Davy. Hi, how are you doing? Not bad, Davy. How are you? <clears throat> Not bad. Um, I was just I, I've been listening to the show all night, and I was just wanting to defend my team. Um, the mo- I was obviously I was disappointed last night. The biggest thing I was disappointed in was how fast the stadium emptied. I mean, it's it's been a decade of dominance. This generation just expects to win every time. Win, lose or draw You stay to the end I was I was Disgusted how fast The stadium emptied Yeah I've, right. s- I've seen people mention Something similar On social media Hugh Is it, is it valid? Um, no uh, I think if you pay your money You're entitled to Go whenever you want to go uh, If you're disgusted And you want to go Early That's entirely your prerogative uh, Can I just tell you David That when Celtic won Nine in a row The first time Mm-hmm. Attendances at Celtic Park In the, the season in which they won the ninth successive title The attendance, the average attendance Had gone down Because people mm-hmm. find that utter domination Gets boring 
But that might not be the case now Because this second historic nine of Celtic get it Will be that History The first team ever to do it twice And it will also open the door To the possibility of ten So I understand why it's different now But I don't pay to get into football matches If I go to a football match I have a press pass So I don't tell people who pay to get into football matches When they should arrive And when they should go David, I've heard a lot of this before You know, it's almost like ah, You weren't around in the 90s You should have seen how bad it was then But at the same time that, What difference does that really make? Surely fans have, have got the right to sort of Dream big and, and demand the best of, the, of their team at all times In a tie that was winnable last night Celtic should have been able to see off Copenhagen Should they not? Mm. I know we had to score two goals after they scored It, it was only six minutes left But it was like a Sunday league game how would that affect the players? That would affect the players How fast that stadium emptied They would have been down by that I think it was done by then Davey I think it was done I mean if you support the team with 10 aye. minutes to go Or 15 minutes to go I think you'd be right Because there's always a chance of getting one goal But I think everybody just felt it was done And uh, I don't think you can blame supporters for, for doing that with 5 minutes to go There was there was no way back No chance of Celtic I'd also to. say this to you Davey that you needed 3 goals at that point not just you, were, you remember the days when uh, Celtic's uh, European matches uh, the top tier of the stand was closed uh, So that was pretty grim But now uh, I don't think you can fault the Celtic supporters For turning up in the numbers in which they turn up The atmosphere at the start of the game last night Was uh, a Champions League night atmosphere uh, And when people know The game's up They paid to get in They can go if they want to uh, Can I make one more point? Of course you can I was just want to say uh, All the Rangers fans That are coming on Talking about Celtic They can come on And talk about us When an 8 year old club Wins a major trophy Well again th- th- Tonight's been a glorious Example of Tit for tat uh, And that's what makes This city Rock and roll uh, And th- th- that's fine You can say what you like uh, Within reason of course About the Rangers supporters uh, And The Rangers supporters Can come on And I think the caller who said It's just nice for Rangers to have gone One stage further than Celtic in a competition After 10 years in the wilderness So yeah You and the Rangers supporters Who are like you I know you're a Celtic fan But the Rangers supporters who are like you And feel that way about the other team That's fine As long as you all keep it clean <laughs> Keep it non-violent but okay <laughs> I like the way David Built up to getting his wee digging though Fraser okay. I like that, that was... It's always coming in A second question isn't it Just a wee digging oh, Alright like uh, David and Wisher Thank you for your time uh, Kenny is a Rangers fan From Rutherglen So let's hear a bit more From Stephen Gerrard And uh, Kenny might be well placed To give us his opinion on this Stephen Gerrard says The difference between results In Europe and domestically Are down to focus From the players He says they need to make sure They play their own game At Tynecastle tomorrow And don't get sucked in by hearts No I think my team Are are, are suited when they're really Really in the zone And focused on the next challenge It doesn't matter whether it be in Europe Or what game is in front of them If, If they're right mentally And they're prepared for the challenge I think we can compete and um, show what we're about against any level of op- opposition in any competition. If we eradicate mistakes by being focused, I think we'll be fine. We always try and play our own game, but on the last couple of times we've been to Tynecastle, I agree with your question that we haven't been ourselves or close to our best. Uh, so the challenge tomorrow will be is can, can the real Rangers stand up 
to the challenge and can we go there and you know execute the game plan that we're going with uh, and not be drawn into someone else's style of play or fall into the fact that you're going to be in a hostile arena. Um, we have to go there with our style in and out of possession and if we do that to the best of our ability, I'm confident we'll get the results that we've had on a lot of occasions when we've been up here. Kenny, what's the mindset as a Rangers fan right now? Do you go to Tynecastle thinking, of course we're going to win, we just saw off Braga home and away, or do you still have that fear that the domestic form recently hasn't been as good as you would like? Well, first of all, hi guys, thanks for taking my call tonight. Um, in all honesty, in domestic terms, I have absolutely no idea where, <laughs> where we're at at the moment. Um, because one week we could go out there and we could hammer a team 5 6 nil. And the next week we could go and play bottom of the league and get beat three 0 um, Europe seems to be a different uh, animal altogether. For some reason, we seem to rise to the occasion um, week in week out when when we do have to play. Um, which I mean is it's amazing to to think where you go back to a couple of years ago in progress. Neither uh, Horn were beating us. Um, and you've got Pedro standing in the bush, but now we're we're constantly rising above it to beat teams like Feyenoord, Porto, um, or yeah, Warsaw, um, Braga. So I mean, we we are punching above our weight technically to a certain extent at the moment. But my point tonight is, it's not so much about what we can do and what we have done. It's more against the. I was I, I was one of the Rangers fans that was actually sitting there supporting Celtic last night because I wanted I wanted Celtic to win for the coefficient um, for Scotland so that we could get two teams into the the Champions League. Unfortunately, that never happened as we all found out. But one thing I wasn't aware of until the, today is due to TV rights, Rangers now gets all the money. So we're going to get eleven and a half million pounds. For the TV rights For the Europa League um, Because we don't need to share it 50-50 by Celtic Now that's potentially And I, I, I'm rounding this off So don't don't quote me on this But potentially Rangers are going to walk away For this European season With a minimum Of roughly about £20 million So I, I, I'm just I, I, wondering I, I, how the, I'd have to say I think you, you, you might Well be. I must admit I don't have the figures to hand right now um, And that's my fault I, I perhaps should what I, would say is, what I would say is at the moment we've made about seven million. We're going to get eleven and a half million from um, from, from just this one rights. round from the TV rights. Well, this is what I'm going for for the daily record. This is what they've been quoting. Okay, they've said that we've made roughly about seven and a half million. We're going to get about eleven million for the TV rights for the last sixteen. I don't I don't uh, think that's, that's I, I could be wrong, Fraser. I don't think that's additional to this to seven million. No, I, I think you've got your figures wrong. I'm just having a look online to check what I read earlier on. I think the eleven and a half million split between the teams that are, that are there, but the Daily Records quote here Rangers have also secured themselves a one point one million bonus by making it to the last sixteen of the competition. Well, they could give further riches on offer. What I would say is what I read it did say eleven million. So even even if that is the case, if I'm wrong, I do apologise. I'm sorry about that. Still good money though. What uh, I will Kenny. say is, is is money that Rangers were not expected to get. Do you know what I mean? We were we were in the group stages. We were looked at as kind of the whipping boys to a certain extent, and we've made it through, and we keep making it through. So this is money that we never. We never expected to get yeah, That's undeniable Hugh Kenny makes a really good point Which we've not mentioned yet tonight Because It's alright You or, or Or Fraser Anyone saying 
you know, Europe's just a bonus And it's all about Getting nine or stopping nine But mm-hmm. actually it's a really good Revenue stream For, right. for our clubs Without doubt And that's why Celtic would be uh, At directorial level At chief executive level Would be annoyed Because There goes a nice little learner uh, And that's another reason To be uh, Annoyed So As I say Whatever Rangers get They have earned it uh, By their own Endeavours on the park uh, And Celtic have denied themselves further money because of their mistakes from the park. And just to try, and that is the key word, to try and clear up what, what Kenny was saying about the coefficient. You know, he wanted Celtic to win because he wanted the coefficient to be at such a level where we get two teams in the Champions League from the 21 22 season onwards. It does look like we're going to get that regardless, Fraser. What it, what it did last night with Celtic losing means that it's not confirmed, yeah. but it's still, it's still pretty much on. We're 14th at the moment. Um, top 15 Get that second Champions League place Now the only way That we could miss out on that Is if both Olympiacos And Basel Go to like Sort of semi-final And final level Of yeah. The Europa League So yeah, yeah. It, Never say never That's And Rangers it, lose as well. it, And yeah It would be extremely Scottish of us <laughs> to, to find a way But regardless of the fact That Celtic lost la- last night It does look like we've Got that second place It does From the season after next And that would be, that would be Terrific And it also means Another Europa League place as well So five teams in Europe Which opens it up To, to somebody Can win the Scottish Cup Or finish Maybe in the fifth place In, in the league So so it's all good It's all good And I mean If Kenny's figures are right I said, I just read briefly earlier on, I didn't pick up that figure But if he was right Then it would be fantastic money But even if he's not It's still a big earner For uh, for, for Rangers Over the piece And money they, they could they could do with And uh, from our point Perspective of the coefficient we, we keep talking about it We've talked about it for years And Celtic have been batting in their own For so many years The Rangers of the last couple of years Have stepped up And it just shows you how simple it is To get yourselves up there And maybe even you never know If another couple of years good Maybe you can get an automatic place In the Champions League Maybe that's dreaming But it's got us into the top echelons And a wee bit more I think Credibility and respect From other European nations Kenny thank you very much Enjoy your weekend That was Kenny in Rutherglen What are you two Saying to on the teaser, we're looking for the Rangers starting 11. The last time they played Bayer Leverkusen, it was 98 in the UEFA Cup at Ibrox. Lionel Charbonnier was in goals. Sergio Perini and Colin Hendry made up half of the back four. Barry Ferguson was in midfield. Neil McCann. No. Mm. The other centre back, uh, Amoruso. Yes. Darshuville. No, you're miles off now. You were getting close as well. So left back, Arthur Newman. Yes. Midfield Five to go Shall I keep going? Decent midfield this I must say Cloudy Arena? No uh, Van Bronckhurst? Yes Four to get We'll get them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard I know everyone's got Europa League on their mind But the Scottish Cup weekend has already started And inside a minute A big chance for Inverness to take What would be a shock lead at Easter Road It was a cross from the left James Keating's dived in the box Just, <laughs> just kidding uh, It was a Jordan White header Straight at Ofer Marciano So a bit of a let off Fraser It was actually a decent chance Yeah when it was going to big Jordan That's that's his bread and butter He's a big laddie Scored a lot of goals in the lower leagues I think do a bit better I think he just missed Tendy's jump a wee bit He was on the way down 
Because that was a decent chance Five yards out Got a header there So just a reminder For Hibs that uh, Inverness are not a bad team Okay on tonight's teaser Thank you to Mikey For sending it in And remember If you want to hear Your question used on the show The address you need to send it to Is fulltime At Clyde1.com So we're looking for The Rangers starting 11 The last time They played Bayer Leverkusen It was a 98 UEFA Cup at Ibrox And actually You're doing pretty well You've got Charbonnier in goals You've got Perini, Amoruso, Hendry, Newman. You've nailed the back four. You've got Van Bronckhurst and Ferguson in midfield. And that's it at the moment. Any more? You? I've got a few suggestions. Go on then. Kanchelskis. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yes, well done. Wide left, Alberts. Yes. I should know this because I was playing against I'll tell you what, there's, only, there's only two to go So we'll leave it there You've got plenty of time um, to go Let's speak to Kevin in Thailand I had to t- double take there oh. um, Kevin's calling all the way from Thailand What's on your mind tonight, Kevin? Yeah, how are you doing, Gordon? And uh, Fraser and Hugh How are you doing, Kevin? Nice to hear from you Yes, yes. Yeah, um, no, I... I'm just phoning because uh, after the disaster that happened last night, um, I normally listen to the podcast the day after. But I can imagine the phone calls you've got tonight. So I've not heard any phone calls tonight. But I can imagine they'd be on and sort of like um, giving Neil Lennon a hard time. One did. Um, One did. It was only one, was it? Just I think it was the first couple To be fair I think the yeah. first two were critical Kevin of the The formation That was chosen last night And so on Are you on to defend it Or to agree? Yeah Yeah I want to defend it Because um, You think about it, If you look at the Over the two two legs Right um, We had m- The system that he put out And the personnel That he put out On the On the night they created so many chances. And if you look at the goal against in Copenhagen, it was an individual mistake with Cham and actually never backed up with the defence. And the three goals, the three incidents that uh, happened in Parkhead was all individual mistakes. Um, and the system that he put out um, created so many, many chances in both legs. So I don't see how anybody can criticise Neil Lynn for that for the system or the personality. Well we you'll always have a situation, Kevin, where some will look to blame the manager and others will look to blame individual players or the players collectively. So that's okay. Mm. Uh, I mean you referred to it as a disaster. I, I don't see it as a disaster. Uh, I see it as a, a tie that Celtic should and could have won But for a variety of reasons A goal wrongly disallowed uh, An excellent save from the goalkeeper A sitter missed uh, And also without doubt Defensive frailty uh, For a combination of reasons Celtic blew a very good chance To join Rangers in the last 16 Can you absolve a manager from 
All criticism though Kevin When you get a really Disappointing result And I think most people Who watched it Would agree with you That you know Individual errors Defensively Hughes mentioned Some missed opportunities In front of goal But can you let a manager Off scot-free completely When you lose such a An important game Um, Yes <laughs> Yeah well, listen I wasn't disagreeing I'm just I'm, um, I mean In everybody In hindsight They all talk about uh, Different for me Look for me Um you, it's in hindsight and you can put whatever variation, what system, whatever you put out there, Neil Lennon's done a fantastic job, an absolute, absolute brilliant job. And um I just think for me he's he's done everything right, everything perfect, apart from last night is what well, as you say, did he do it perfect? Should have done should have put Lee Griffiths on for the start. I mean the thing is Lee Griffiths come on in the in the he made a spark to the the Celtic team, but if he was on for the start, would would he have done that? We talk you know, about small we, we talk about small margins, Kevin. You know, when Celtic won the Betfred Cup, Rangers played them off the park, uh, but Celtic won the cup, and nobody said, "Why did Rangers play Celtic off the park and blame Neil Lennon or any player?" Because they're too happy celebrating the cup win, and that's what happens. That that is the nature of football. You know, he played off the park but won the cup. Uh, last night Not played off the park But guilty of individual error And guilty of not taking A, a chance A major chance That could have changed The complexion of the night entirely Thank you very much That was Kevin All the way from Thailand That seems like a, f- a fair point To round things off Thank you again uh, To Kevin for his thoughts on the phone um, Still Hibs nil Inverness nil Although Oh and we've got a penalty I would imagine Either that or it's going to be a booking for diving One of the one of the two Oh he's booked him for diving my Martin goodness. Boyle oh was him down oh. in the box We'll get to see, like that, to see that, that one again, again. Um, Yeah that will perhaps cause some Debate What is one? He's going down the goalkeeper and you're thinking Why would you go down? He's about to tuck it in the empty net Take it to the disciplinary panel We'll get a knighthood <laughs> um, Anyway just quickly you, You've still got the two strikers to get on that Rangers team Yeah Pretty sure? Nope no, no, you're way off now. Rod Wallace? Yes. Amato? No. Jonathan Johansson? Yes. Look at that. He's a wisher. Absolutely nearly. We're seeing that again. Is that the right decision? It's a stone wall penalty, I think. I, I missed it, so I didn't see it. it was well, anyway, too Mark, busy gloating for I think, the, the I think Mick Walsh has got it horribly wrong. So you see, they're, they're far too quick to book players for diving just now. Yeah. It's, it's in the brains. It's, they're told what to do. It's, uh, it's, it's For me, I thought it was a penalty first off. Now to see it again. Martin Boyle booked for diving The big moment of controversy so far Still Hibs nil Inverness nil It is Scottish Cup weekend The kickoff times are all over the place It's brutal for the Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard schedule But we will be here at 2 o'clock until 6 as always Tomorrow that's our slot and we'll be here We'd love for you to join us In the meantime just stay right there And you can get your weekend started at GBX Fridays up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.